0: Welcome to Ex Libris on Air and the stories behind the stories of today's literature and their authors. Greetings for Ex Libris on Air. This is Jay Douglas Barker. The book title is Blood Pressure Monitoring Monitor. Hell, easy for me to say. Blood Pressure Monitoring Journal. And uh, it is the second in a series. My author joins me from California. It was co-authored by Milton Lee and his spouse, Joyce Lee. Joyce is not able to join us this afternoon, but uh, Dr. Milton Lee is, uh, is available. Thank you, sir, for joining me.
1: Uh, you're quite welcome. Thank you for calling.
0: This is uh, an interesting idea, I think, and probably from your perspective, one that's definitely needed. Was this the outcropping of maybe some personal health issues that uh, you felt this book needed to be written?
1: Uh, yes, it was. In uh, 2010, I suffered a uh, blood pressure uh, issue dealing with uh, my heart. It was a uh, a uh, almost catastrophic one for me. Wow. And... Uh, It was an aortic tear uh, type dissection. They call it aortic dissection type 2 or type B, which is on the backside of your aorta ripping. And that's because of blood pressure issues I had at the time in correction of the blood pressure medication that I was taking. Um, And so uh, being in natural health and finishing up my doctorate degree at the time, Time. it uh, interfered but at the same time it gave us the impotence to go forth and say hey you know we need to know more about this and see what we can do about assisting other people in knowing it you know and, and writing about it once you get yourself back on on your feet so we started writing our first book in, D- in um, 2010 in September and finished probably by December it was called blood pressure monitoring journal
0: And this is the second in a series. Is it it additional uh, information or a complete new book uh, that uh, this particular uh, edition represents?
1: Well, this book is an addition to uh, book one, uh, the first book that we wrote. It gives additional information to the one that was first written. Uh, It has the same type of uh, uh, style to it. It's a book journal but this gives more information and more concise information than the first one did. And we believe that uh, this book uh, is, even though both books are very simple, we don't want it to be complex and have all the uh, medical terminology or uh, natural health terminology that goes with it to confuse people. We wanted something that was very simple, easy to read, and um, where uh, people could pick it up. Uh, understand what's going on in it, and then go from there.
0: You know, you, yeah, you have you have a total of three hundred and twenty six pages that are outlined in the book. However, about the first forty actually are converse uh, conversations with the possible patient or the uh, reader of the book. The rest really is journaling. Uh, would that be a, a good way to describe this?
1: Exactly, it is, and that was by by design. We wanted people to have tidbits, but at the same time, knowledgeable information to pull from, to empower them to know uh, about their blood pressure, um, what hypertension is, um, how to track blood pressure. And these are some of the topics that's within the book. Um, uh, How blood pressure works in itself, the risks and the causes of hypertension and those type of things. And then dealing with women because women's blood pressure and this was my wife's forte Mm -hmm. women's blood pressure uh, she wanted definitely to be in the book because women have a different range and a different area uh, how to handle blood pressure of course they're different gender gender but at the same time they have different causes that make their blood pressures rise and fall during certain periods of the of the month uh, certain times of the day, their blood pressure changes also. Uh, pre-menopause and post-menopausal uh, changes in their uh, uh, blood pressure also. So that was something that she was really keen on, you know, that. So uh, we had, uh, I made it a point to put as much in there, but not at the, at the same time, like I said, be simplistic and uh, easy for them to read. And then, Give, empower them to go and do further reading, you know, uh, about their blood pressure, and, and be a journal at a certain time, same time, be able to journal in the
0: book. Yes, you've also you have included uh, reference points and uh, reference extensions on the comments you've made inside the book, and I will tell you this: if my spouse had been sharing the information, she would have a chapter on how spouses make your blood pressure rise.
1: Yeah. Well. Uh, Did she do any of that?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, uh, I understand what you're you're saying there. Uh, are you still there? Oh
0: yes, I'm still I'm still here. I'm trying to make sure my spouse does not hear any of my commentaries.
1: Oh. oh. I
0: guess that would be an edited portion. There. If I had to. Yeah, uh, no, uh, I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave it in. Uh, you, how long did it take, Doctor, to to uh, complete this concept in the journal and, and the layout design? That seemed sort of complicated, although it's simple in the, the way it, it's read. Uh, it would seem like a, a monumental task because you have so many pages involved.
1: Well, what being that it's the second uh, volume, uh, volume two, the first volume was the one that had all the... Uh, took the most time so it's like building the the Ford T model Ford now you know building the first one was a problem Then the second and third
0: editions were uh, easier because you already had a model set up so right so the so big so...
1: thing was to first get it on paper uh to see how it would look and then you know work off that paper and, and have a design and uh, I pulled from different uh types of Books, exercise and activity books in order to make it where it could be functional. Functionality was one thing, efficiency uh, uh, was another. So it made it easy. The second book it was just copying off the first and then you know seeing if it would be easier and tweaking when I needed to uh, in certain areas. Now uh, um, there was a book review a Pacific Book uh, uh, Review company that uh, did a review on it, and they said that I wasn't—I I could have used more paper, and it was uh, a wasteful of the paper. So,
0: you know, <laughs> they must have been California-based. I'm thinking maybe.
1: Uh, I, they probably are in Pacific. <laughs> so, yep. But the thing that I look at is—I don't really like to look at a book. And this—this this is my wife and I. Uh, my uh, idea to have a book where you can write notations in it about your activities or your drug, uh, uh, the medications that you take, Mm -hmm. and uh, your nutrition and everything, and have a picturesque scene on it. Whereas, uh, I guess they were feeling that I should have utilized that area for the the journaling uh, portion of it. But I believe that a person, when they're writing down information, needs to have something that is uh, it's at least, to look at. I, I I have no problem with with that. That's their idea, and everyone has an opinion.
0: Yes, yes, they do. Well, if your first book was a T-model Ford, uh, would you describe this one as the Maserati? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I... I, not, I not there
1: in, yet. I, I, I guess I'll place it in the Benz or the uh, Bentley area, somewhere <laughs> in there, um, as far as uh, changing it from one to the other. um uh, It does have different areas that I didn't speak about in the first one, which was balance uh, and the loss of balance, what that indicates. And um, it has an area where we deal with how society, I put more about society in itself, and how it affects how society has changed over the years, but at the same time, in today's society, uh, there's approximately 45 to 55 million Americans, men, women, and children, uh, that have suffered from hypertension.
0: Incredible. So, That's information incredible.
1: About that, how it works, you know, how this book can assist in the individual knowing the knowledge about how to take a course of action uh, dealing with the hypertension.
0: You have also, in your book, uh, outlined some basic common-sense principles that people often overlook. One is the principles to help manage your blood pressure. You've listed maybe uh, 10 or 12 different things that... Uh, maybe people reading will say, "Oh, yeah, I know that, but I don't. You, I don't do it. I mean, if I have high blood pressure, I may be avoiding some of these things. Uh, eat eating nutritionally is something most of us have difficulty doing. You just ask my wife. Uh, listen to soothing music, uh, loving and respect. There, are, there are some baseful, uh, basically some good, uh, good bits of advice that are are uh, practical in in applying uh, to lower the blood pressure and uh, keep it monitored properly.
1: Uh, complication on it I believe would, would, would have been uh, the fact that we had to do a lot of uh, extra extra research on on uh, different areas uh, that's with, with any, I believe that's with any type of book that you come upon that you're going to uh, especially scientific information it changes so rapidly yes. that you may miss something. Uh, condensing the mass amount of information uh, available about the hypertension was really the challenging part of it, and trying to stay up to date with the American Medical Association and uh, how they gear or do hypertension readings, that was the big thing. Because one other thing that was placed into the specific book review was that uh My mild reading was out of date. Hmm. Uh, Well, it was out of date, but they changed it in November of last year, and November of last year was when I had published the book and I had just put it out to be published. They changed their uh, criteria for mild hypertension Hmm. the same time I had the book being published and written up. I didn't realize it. I didn't know it. We thought we were up to date up until that point, so... You miss a few, you gain a few, you know.
0: Absolutely, so. I, I'm I'm certain that you've had some feedback uh, on the book and its contents besides the professional, uh, you know, readers and and uh, critics. I guess a- a- have there been any patients or people who who need this information that have uh, responded to you and given you any kind of ideas?
1: Uh, there have been a few that have, uh, have contacted me that uh, personally. That I've talked to friends and, and, and um, family members that have uh, stated that they didn't realize that there was so much to learn about it and were not aware that it was a, such a, a simple book to read, but at the same time, they took the little notes that I had, the tidbits, I call them uh, lee bits uh-huh. that are there, and, and they utilized them like drinking water and avoiding distilled water, and and then having age-appropriate exercises is uh, also important. Some guys, especially uh, older men, uh, men in their 40s or 50s, still think that they're the athlete that they were when they were in their 20s and 30s. It doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. So, So I had a relative that was still trying to actively work out like he was in a younger age, and I, I, I said, hey, get my book and read it, and you'll find out what is best for you, or you can talk to me about it, and I'll let you know that there there are things that you're doing that are burning yourself up. After hmm. he read it, he said, oh, man, I should read it again because that really helped me. <laughs> I I was burning myself at both ends.
0: Absolutely. So, That's very important advice. The title of the book is Blood Pressure Monitoring Journal. And this is volume number two. And uh, my guest has been Dr. Milton Lee and uh, co-authored by his spouse, Dr. Joyce Lee. Uh, Dr. Lee, where can my listeners get a copy of your book? Okay,
1: hey, the book is, is, is in a few
0: places. Welcome back to Sleepers. is on, you can get it
1: from our website that we have. It's www.bloodpressuremonitoringjournal.com and it's on our our YouTube, we have a commercial on YouTube where they can see it uh, and get it from there. Also, it's Blood Pressure Monitoring Journal. Just put it on YouTube and click on the, uh, the section that has Blood Pressure Monitoring Journal and it'll come up. It'll have a commercial about it and tell them where to get it. It's Libris. You can get it at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, Jet.com also. And uh, they can see it on fa- our, our Facebook page also.
0: Excellent. And I'm guessing that's uh, listed underneath your name, Dr. Milton Lee, is that correct? Or is it just the uh, Blood Pressure Monitoring Journal? Designation? It would be
1: under uh, Milton Lee uh, on the Facebook page there. Very good. And it would have the information about it there.
0: Well, best of luck with this, and especially with your health. I am uh, happy that this, which is a unique book, there probably are not many or, if any, other books that really follow this format. So thank you for sharing your story and the story of Blood Pressure Monitoring Journal, Volume 2. Thank you for being a part of today's program.
1: Quite welcome. Thank you for calling in and asking us to uh, be
0: on it. Well, pleasure visiting with you, Dr. Lee. For Ex Libris On Air, this is J. Douglas Barker. libris returns after these short messages
2: have you heard the pages of american patchwork and quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show american patchwork and quilting join pat sloan our blogging and quilt designer host as she talks about the latest trends ideas and inspirations her guests include quilt pattern designers authors quilt shop owners and our editors all quilters just like you call in with your questions We hope you'll join us, because we know that quilting changes everything.
0: Rex Libras on air. This is Jay Douglas Barker. The book title is Thoughts, Poetry, and Reflections, and joining me from northern Michigan is author and, uh, I guess, creative thinker, Ruth Ruger. Welcome to the program, Ruth.
3: Thank you. It's nice to be here.
0: Well, this is uh, this is something that uh, I don't know. I don't know if you set out to be an author or not, but you had some early encouragement from uh, some notables. Uh, would you want to share any of that information with my listeners?
3: Um, well, yes. I had some friends, and um, they kept saying, you should write, I would write a few little poems, and... Um, two of them, really, actually three, Father Thomas Weyer and Father Francis DeGelga. Um, They're both deceased. Father Francis was in um, Auschwitz prison camp for four years, a little, almost five. And Father Thomas was a good friend, and um, they encouraged me to write. And so I started writing, and I came up with this book. But they're both deceased. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, the but, the one priest who was in Auschwitz uh, came to the United States also, and was really uh, instrumental in helping a lot of uh, Jewish persecuted individuals during that wartime. Was he not?
3: Oh yes, and he was put in prison for helping them. Um, the Germans warned him several times, and they even killed his brother right on their doorstep. Wow! And. That was really, really sad. And then um, um, he he kept helping the the Jews, and eventually he was put in prison where he was beaten and starved. And um, he was never sorry for helping the, the Jews.
0: Yeah, the persecuted.
3: He would do it again and again and again.
0: Incredible. Because
3: they didn't deserve what they got.
0: Now, was his was his story ever shared in print? Uh, do you know of uh, of any uh, st- study of his autobiographical life?
3: Um, yes, um, there is there is some. Um, I have a book that he wrote. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now. Well, that's okay. But um, it's
0: under, is it under his name, Father Thomas? wired or weird, did you say?
3: Um, uh, Father Francis. A
0: Segelka. Oh, Segelka. Yes. Okay. Yes. S-C-E-G-I-E-L-K-A. Uh, yes. if anybody wants to do a search. Well, we're here to talk about your book. I just thought that was an interesting sidelight. Uh, you have, uh, have had encouragement since, uh, very young and, uh, been told that, uh, your poetry had some meaning or some, some, uh, some reasons it should be shared. This book is, uh, not long. It's about 45, 50 pages, maybe 60. Uh, it has, uh, you know, uh, uh, a variety of, uh, of thoughts and inspiration behind it. How long did it take you, Ruth, to, to complete these? Are these poems that you have written over the years?
3: No, I just maybe the last four years, I, I started getting a lot of thoughts. My life was slowing down, and so I started writing more. I, did, I wasn't as busy with family and things like that, So I didn't know what I was going to do with my life, and then I just had these thoughts, and I thought, I guess I'll write them down and see what happens, and before I know it, I have a book. And um, also, I don't really have any drawings in there. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I do have a couple of drawings in there that I did. I never drew before either. Um, I was always out helping someone else instead of myself. So this time I helped myself uh-huh. and came up with the book and a few illustrations, and I thought maybe I'll try to publish it and see what happens.
0: Well, let's hope it does well. You have, uh, I, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 uh, specific poems, one of them that caught my attention, and I, I haven't read it, but it seems uh, that there must have been some old romantic feelings behind it, The Kiss. And uh, one called "Rain and Prayer," which uh, sounds like it may lean towards the inspirational side. Uh, what is the range of poetry that you have?
3: Um, well i have I have poems from you know just simple little things to deeper meanings and spiritual and like the scapegoat. Um, if you would like me to read you that one, Oh, I'd love might... to.
0: Yes, yes, please read it for my, my listeners. They would uh, love to get a, an idea of your style and, and your
3: thoughts. Okay. Before the judges, I stand in innocence, awaiting consequence, trembling with fear, my heart beating within my chest, the scapegoat. Here in innocence, I stand accused. Who believes me speaking the truth? My heart leaps with fear, thumping within my chest, the scapegoat. Accused of everything and nothing did I, I stand at the mercy of accusers. Days and weeks, months and years, the scapegoat. My fear suddenly changes to courage. I return the fight, focusing on truth. I exchange hammering verbs. I now condemn you for what you have done to me your scapegoat. No more.
0: That's interesting. Was there a spiritual thought behind that or was it just a reflection on what you've observed in life?
3: That's what I observed in life and I was always really silent, never never said very much and so I decided to write it in poetry.
0: (laughs) Beautifully done. Beautifully done. Uh, what is you. your What is your hope uh, with the work you have done? I know some people will write an autobiographical sketch, either in poetry or maybe tell their life story because they want their family to know a little bit more of the deeper insights they might have. Uh, was that a motivation, or was there just a, a desire to share the insight that you have gained over the years?
3: I just I just hoped to help somebody else so maybe they would be able to stand up and not wait so long to speak out. And that was my reason.
0: Have you continued writing poetry since the publication of this book? This is a fresh release, but are you thinking that maybe there'll be a sequel to this?
3: I think so. Um, I have to... It's like I get um, these inspirations. I can be driving down the street and then... I'll just pull over and park the car, and I have paper with me, and I just write down whatever whatever I think, and then I go on, and not, it's really not planned. It just sort of happens
0: your fa- your family members uh, i am I'm, I'm presuming from your conversation that you were not a very vocal individual as a as a young lady and maybe even as a, a married adult but your family members were they surprised to see what you had uh, had shared in print or was this something they kind of anticipated was going to happen someday
3: um well i think they kind of anticipated it they knew before i did i think but they never said anything to me. But there's a time for everything, and it happens at the right time. And I guess this is the time for me to write.
0: Excellent. Would you share maybe one more of your work uh, pieces in, in your in your publication, in your book?
3: Um, okay, just one second.
0: Again, the title is Thoughts, Poetry, and Reflections, and we're visiting with Ruth Ruger.
3: Okay, this one is titled Spring, Morning Breaks, Sun Rises, Winds Blow, Breezes Gentle, Dewy Radiance, Across the Grass, Budding Trees, Unfolding Life, Birds Sing, Songs Melodious, Fragrant Flowers, Blossom Airs, In Silence, In Solitude, Nature Communicates, One experiences fresh spring, warm, shining, and gentle.
0: Beautifully done, Ruth. This is, uh, again, a a relatively brief read, about 59 pages. It does have uh, in the preamble to your writing or the uh, the preface pages, the story of uh, the individuals who were of great influence to you as a younger adult and have been a long-term inspiration for you. This is, a uh, again, a short read. My listeners will want to get a copy of this and, and have it handy. I'm sure it will be something they can also reflect on and feel inspired by. Uh, how do they get a copy of it, Ruth?
3: Walden's Bookstore, um, it's available on the Internet.
0: Yeah, probably Barnes and & Noble and maybe even Amazon. Amazon carries a lot of uh, good literature.
3: Yes, I think so. I'm, I think that Amazon would be a good place.
0: Fabulous. And I will spell your name so people can search under your name, because, again, it sounds like you've gotten the writer's bug, if I may use that term, and we'll, ha- <laughs> we'll have some more poetry in the near future. The title of the book, again, is Thoughts, Poetry, and Reflections, and my guest has been Ruth Ruger, R-U-G-E-R and listeners, you can also request this from your local bookseller again, Barnes & Noble, Amazon and other good retailers will be able to uh, get a copy of this for you and uh, hopefully this will be uh, just the beginning of a long and well received career as an artist thank you again for joining me Ruth
3: thank you so much
0: my pleasure, for Ex Libres On Air this is Jay Douglas Barker Libris returns after these short messages. Only once every few
1: years does a show come along that makes you think, makes you care, makes you believe the impossible. A show featuring only the best in writing, acting, and directing. Until
2: that show comes along, we suggest Paranoria, Texas. Thrilled to the adventures of six super-powered nerds on a never-ending quest to take over the world and to complete their collection of She-Hulk comics.
0: Paranoria, Texas, Monday nights at 8 p.m. Central on AstronetRadio.com. Welcome back to Ex Libris. Meetings for ex Libris on air, this is J. Douglas Barker. The book title is What Endures An American's Lifelong Struggle During and After the Vietnam War. And joining me from the East Coast of the United States is author John Voe. Welcome, Mr. Voe, to the program. Thank you. Your book is not long, but it must be very important to you. You came to the United States in 1987 uh, from Vietnam and uh, as a refugee. Were you a young child at the time? I'm assuming so.
4: Yes, sir. Yes. I was 19, 18 18 years
0: old. Eighteen years old when you came to the United States, and uh, did you come to the United States with a family or family members, or did you come alone?
4: Come along, sir
0: Really. that uh, must have been a, yes. a very difficult journey for you to Did you leave family members in Vietnam?
1: Um,
4: yes, uh, was uh, the document something is not mass, and the government split my uh, family, my mom, most of my mother and siblings apart, wow. and forced me to come alone to the United States
0: and and your your family members uh, they re, did they remain in Vietnam, or did they also come at a future date
4: uh they come at future date uh after five year apart separated
0: wow that uh as a young adult uh young teenager were you able to uh continue your education what was your situation when you arrived in eighty seven
4: um yeah the first uh a little bit nervous as a new country and uh, a little scared uh, and a little stressed with, uh, with our family. Uh, but I do have a refugee office, uh, a person employee there at the uh, refugee office that helped me out uh, for back to education and back to, for learning uh, second language, most in back to high school, and then uh, find jobs job and to do both
0: that's that's a uh, very
4: frustrating to do it full-time
0: absolutely you you have uh, as your title what endures and explain to my listeners the significance of that title what endures
4: um, this is the, about the uh, the what endures is so uh, once it being a name come to a name uh, it's a lot of meaning uh, between uh, for my life, my journey, and my mom's family during uh, Vietnam War, Um it's a lot of situation there. So I met in there, there is like, they're not welcome from when I'm newborn, uh, because I'm look different with the Asian, because I'm mixed with, uh, uh Western people, like, uh, little, they call me a white boy, hmm. <laughs> uh, miss, uh, half Vietnamese, half American. So that's why they not wanted me and they they uh, that's why uh are unwelcome, so that's why I came with the title it's when the peace and enters is so uh, when to be done and when they be welcomed so it's a lot of meaning uh, whenever uh, yes. I be finished
0: <laughs> yes uh, you how long how long did it take to write your book? it's not very long seventy seven pages or so, but I'm sure it has some, some, uh, was very difficult, uh, emotionally perhaps, to write this. Was it difficult or how did you approach the writing process?
4: Yes. Um, it is very, uh, difficult, um, because I was a child, eight years old in the middle of the war in 1975. And my mom told me a uh, part about her life, uh, when I left her in 1986. So, and uh, she told me about her life, and we don't know at that time is I leave her, is no one way to leave, to uh, never heard about when I return. So, there is no, more like a one-way ticket. Yes. So, that's why uh, we don't know when we see each other. So, she told me all about her life, and tried to remember, someday I grown up, and... Remember her and return to find her roof her family, like most to find her. Mm. And beside that, she told me, she, Besides that, she told me, uh, she had three more daughters who were missing during the Vietnam War on April 26, uh, 1975, during the evacuation. And we, she lost her three daughters. Oh, so boy. she made me promise to find her daughter. So yeah. that's why I do my best every single day. So, and the book, it was not long because everybody had work for living. Yes. I spent my time a uh, little bit out of time when I got time and sit down, sit back and think about it. But every time I think about it, it's very, um, uh, Sorry. Is that very emotional? Yes. So, it's words. Yeah
0: yeah hard hard work to to, and, uh, to find your family members and you you mentioned in fact you have a photo in here of a reunion in 2015 uh, was that the uh, have you been able to reunite with most of your family members on a regular basis or is it very uh, very uh, sporadic once in a while
3: um
4: yes most everybody um some of them have, uh, about 10 year we see from each other, but after a market crash, uh, 2005, I had my job to travel around the, you know, North America for engineering job. Everybody changed the job or different state. Mm. Um, we were see regularly. And then after that, we haven't see for a little while. Uh, one of my sibling sister live in Nebraska. I haven't see her 10 years. I make the reunion, but she have her daughter, her children for, going in college so they were in a campus so she unable to come the reunion and one of them in in uh, somewhere in germany i haven't contacted her yet wow. so only that two but everybody together at that time
0: your, t- yes. your title of your uh, title so of I some, some, some
4: i wish the uh, one.
0: yes so one of your chapters is a boat ride to freedom explain to my listeners what that chapter covers
4: Um, that's to introduce, um, that chapter is, uh, came to, um, this is, uh, right to be freedom. Like I, I'm finally free to come to, uh, United States. And so I wrote a little bit about freedom speak, uh, freedom writing book and mean like I'm not allowed, like the, when my past. I could not say no words, or cannot do anything, or uh, that's why I'm here. Uh, it's it's all about life and being freedom, it's like a bird. You can get out the cage, and you can fly anywhere you want.
0: Yes, in spite of a uh, difficult beginnings, you have uh, managed to to make a a happy life for yourself. Is that a good way to describe your current condition?
4: Um. My current condition is uh, is after two year, my uh, two years ago I have heart surgery, so that's another final uh, scary another one uh, of my life. Hmm. So I, yeah, I have heart surgery uh, two years ago. So it's now still very happy life, but uh, you know, I'm very uh, I indeed to finish the book. Is the book is not very long but it's very emotional uh, for me to write. It's definitely difficult to write the long uh, detail, but I just write about that to my sister, to my family, history.
0: What is the most important message from your book, do you think? What do you want the reader to, to take away?
4: About the... Uh, it's more every chapter in there, and uh, they... Uh, it's very emotional to one to ten beginning um the the talk of war about the um the the child parent. Mm-hmm. You know, is uh, ten years old, ten or twelve years old, have to be raised the other sister when the mom not home for two years. Yes. And yes, it's very difficult to raise like uh, you know, take place with the parent the race with the parents, not home from two years. Uh, and then, uh, at the other chapter to reader it's about the, um uh, public about the childhood is with bully, with discrimination, with racism, and the public is not wanted to the child.
1: Wow. And
4: what's, you know, that's why I just talk, share with the, my family, my sister, Mm. uh who was not there so they don't understand and many other 50000 emiratian like me is out there people is not wanted people are not welcome wow. they still look at us like piece of junk or wow. trash so so they you know people there they not welcome much so this is my share to my family also share to the world the reader it's about the child, the people out there is not welcome them. So, to touch their heart. I like to share my story about two people.
0: It, it happens, happens. I went through all that. Yes, it happens in, in many cultures uh, or many cross cultures that there is a, uh, I, 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 I guess the word discrimination is there uh, to some degree, and it does impact the child. The child has no control over that. The child is, uh, is a precious soul and has a uh, beautiful gift they can share with the world. Your writing is uh, is very uh, conversational, it's easy to read. Did you have some assistance, because English is not your primary, or your first language, um, did you have any assistance on the writing side of, uh, of putting your book together, or is this all your words?
4: Um, it's a lot of my words. It's uh, a few words. I have assistant. Um, is the co-editor? It's, uh, it's a Maria, and she would uh, help me to correct it because the English second language is not very hard for me. But I uh, went to school and I learned best. I you know to speak English with you or speak normal everybody for work for everything. Uh, I did write about the book 18 years ago, and wow. I kept with me for many years because I don't have money. For publishing, because every time I ask for publisher, is it's about money,
0: mm, yes. and I don't
4: have budgets for that. Um, yeah, and uh, I have my own dairy, my own book, but they're not really clean, and I just want to make sure my family and to uh, publisher. Uh, to look to see my book is neat and clean. You've so done, I have an editor who helped me out a little bit to make sure the book is clean, nice and neat and in order.
0: You've done a that great job. have you've, wrote it. Yes, you, you've done a great job on the book. I will just say this, and uh, for my listeners, uh, Mr. Vo's, uh, English, uh, usage in the book and conversational style is very easy to read. So, uh, John, you've done a wonderful job on that. The title of the book is What Endures? An American Lifelong Struggle During and After the Vietnam War. And, uh, pleasure to visit with you and great success with this in the future. John, where can my listeners get a copy or find information about your book?
4: Um, this is, uh, after publishing and I was surprised first time forever.
0: Uh, this book
4: is, uh, now I will, it's title is out there like, uh, direct to the company to Equilibris. Um, this company to who helped me with the consultant and all that helped me to, uh, uh finish this book and run out the, uh, to the Amazon and maybe probably now is uh, in two months release now. Is uh, everywhere markets uh, everywhere on a website to like a uh, Barney novel, Amazon Book of Millions, or many other store locations they can find the book
0: excellent well, best of luck with this, and hopefully it will inspire people. Uh, not only in their personal life but also in how they treat others, I think it's uh, a greatly done a well done book and again, it's a relatively short read, but uh, one I think they will as listeners and readers enjoy uh perusing the title of the book again is what endures that's the main title of the book and the author john j o h n and vo is the last name v o John thank you for joining me today and best of luck with this in the future and hopefully we'll uh maybe even get to hear from you again.
4: Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Nice to call me. Nice to talk to you. And pleasure.
0: Yes, my pleasure. For Ex Libris On Air, this is J. Douglas Barker.